Michael Bisping, everyone. Michael, what do you think of the reception? They were all on their feet when you came in. Obviously, they're here to see you, the Manchester guy. How's it feel? Thank you all so much. It means the world to me. When I found out this fight was happening at five in the morning, I was a little worried, you know, because that's a big ask, five in the morning to come watch a fight. So I thought ticket sales might struggle, but you guys didn't let me down. You, you know, it sold out in six minutes. So, and I know before you all start, about the people, you know, the fake blaggers on the tickets, but uh, not my fault. But thank you all for showing support over these years. It means the world to me. The reception I get every time blows me away. Um, I'm just one of you guys, you know what I mean? Just managed to uh, be successful, you know what I'm saying? Excellent. Let's get right into these media questions because you just put on quite a workout. We're just going to take a couple questions over here. Okay, uh, just so much online here, Michael, you know, hometown, uh, first title defense, Kin set the record for most wins in UFC history, just list goes on and on. Is that something that provides just more motivation than you've ever had going into a fight, or is it pressure? You know, I'll be honest with you, man. I know the rule is never take the mic, but we could do this all night. I know, my, my bad. Um, to be honest, that's not something I've ever really thought about. You know, I haven't thought my motivation in this camp is to, you know, um, have the most wins in UFC history and all these types of things. That's all well and good. That's very, it's nice. It's nice to have those titles. And of course, it's nice to be world champion. But I'm just out here, I'm trying to win my fights. That's motivation enough. Dan Henderson's going to try and knock me out. Gonna knock me out cold in front of all you guys. I don't need any more motivation than that. Um, the belt is lovely, but at the end of the day, it's just a little trinket. Yeah, it's nice. I'm proud to be the first British champion, and I want to stay that for a long time. But my motivation is to put on a show for you guys. And just to follow up, uh, I asked a similar question to Dan earlier, just about rematches. I know you've said you don't really look at this as a rematch, but you had your first one of your career last time against Rockhold. Obviously, went very well for you. Uh, how do you prepare differently when you're fighting a guy for the second time? To be honest, I haven't um, really changed anything. You know, I mean, I, I work hard all the time with my team over there. Big shout out to Alvin, Jason Prillo, Brady Fink, Manchester's Darren Morris, Paradise Sports Management. Um, I work my ass up all the time. I believed I was a better fighter then, and I believe I'm a better fighter now. Now, of course, he beat me last time, and God bless him, good for him. You know, it was a bad night at the office for me. It was a good day at work for him. You know, that's the way it goes. Um, this time, I'm not overtrained. I was overtrained massively in that first fight. This time, I'm feeling good, mate. I'm feeling good. Look at me. I'm like lightning. Don't worry about me, pal. Worry about Dan Henderson. And uh, last thing for me, uh, I know your coach, Jason Perillo, predicted you winning via head kick. Uh, what's your prediction on the record here? Well, it could be a head kick, it could be a right hook, it could be left hook Larry once again. Uh, it could be, you know, I, listen, I'll take a win anywhere I can take it, but make no mistake, I'm looking to finish this guy. Simple as that. You guys don't want to see me going out there and outpointing him. I want to punish this guy. He knocked me out, he gave me another dig. Good for him, you know, well done. I'm going to knock him out, believe you me, and then I'll help him up off the canvas because I'm not a... I'm not a thug, I don't do that, you know what I mean? But I'll knock him out, believe you me, he's gonna be out cold. Nice one, cheers guys. Next. Obviously, you know, that knockout that you're talking about back at UFC 100, obviously back in 2009, since then you've had lots of ups and downs, but how would you say you have developed as a fighter since that time up to now? You know, I mean, obviously physically I've got better. 
um, you know, I understand the fighting game a little bit more. But I think the main thing that I've really, I mean, of course, everybody works on the skill set. Everybody wants to get better at boxing, at kickboxing, at jiu-jitsu and all these things. But this controls everything. The mind controls everything. It's such a physical sport. But if you're, your mind's not correct, then you're not performing to the best of your ability. And I wasn't. In that first fight, I watch it back now and I was so skittish. I was, I look at it, I'm disgusted. I watched it once and I was embarrassed. Um, so terrible, it was a terrible performance. But since then, Jason Perillo has worked really hard on the, the mental side of things, controlling my emotions. You know, I used to get very worked up and very angry. I still do that now and again, but I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying really hard to control my emotions and uh, that's paying off. That's why I beat Anderson Silva. That's why I beat Luke Rockhold. That's why I beat Dan Henderson. At any of those kind of low points, uh, you know, after that, would you ever have imagined that you would have been here, you know, UFC 204 in Manchester? Well, you know, I mean, any fighter, any sportsman, anyone that does anything, they want to be the best at it. And I always wanted to be world champion. Um, you know, and I never stopped trying. I never, you know, I lost, you know, some number one contender matchups, but I dusted myself off, got back on it. And, uh, you know, here we are today, world champion. So, you know, you, you never give up, never give up. You know, that's all I can say, you know. Uh, yeah, there was times over the years where I thought maybe it weren't going to happen, but I was happy because still taking care of my family, still competing in a sport that I love, still in a very fortunate position, but I still always wanted to be world champion. And as I say, bit of luck. I got that. I don't know actually. That, I said as I walked on, I said I should have my belt here. I have no idea. It's somewhere. What's that? I don't know where it is, mate. Do we have a belt? Oh, you've got a belt on. Yeah, I know I should have a... Oh, not for long. Yeah, good one, mate. All right. Michael. Yes. Saturday night, Sunday morning, there's going to be eight British fighters fighting, including yourself. This is such a special city, Manchester. It's got a fighting spirit. How important is it for you to not only bring the belt here to Manchester, but to be headlining this event and your role in having so many fighters be part of this? Well, it's amazing to be here now and seeing all these English fighters on the card. England has the best fighting talent in the world, you know, and it was only a matter of time before we had a world champion. Whether it was me or someone else, it was always going to happen. After I beat Rockhold, Dana called me up, offered me this fight, and uh, he said, he offered me a few different places. Cardiff, London, Manchester. I said, Manchester, mate, simple as that. Simple as that. I said, it's not even, there's no discussion. I'm from just down the road, I'm from Clitheroe. 25 minute drive and you're there, you know. Um, yeah, of course, you know, this is the, the capital of the north and it's where I'm from and I'd rather be nowhere else right now, to be honest. Nowhere in the world. Anyone else? What about the audience? We got any questions out there? Mike. Yes. You're in the middle of the arena right now. Knowing that in a couple of days it will be completely full and sold out. How does that make you feel? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of trippy to be honest because I was here a while ago doing some PR and I got a chance to walk around the, uh, the stadium and it was completely empty but it was, you know, it, it's kind of eerie but also very inspiring at the same time and I just took a minute just to stand there and look up at this fantastic arena that's laid host to so many amazing fights and events over the world and to be here and it's sold out in ridiculous time, thanks again guys, um, is... is uh, it's, it's, yeah, to answer your question, how does it feel? It feels good. I don't get nervous, you know, I've never been, 
Of course I get nervous for the fight and on the night there will be a bit of that. Of course anyone that says they're not nervous is either cheating or, sorry, lying or stupid, which I am kind of stupid, but whatever. Um, on the night I'm not worried about the fight. I'm worried about losing and that brings nerves. You know, we've all had, you know, we're professional fighters. We choose to do this. We're not scared of the actual fight. We're scared of winning and we're scared of losing. Um, but it feels amazing. It's nice to be in here and uh, soak up the atmosphere a little bit. Considering what this fight means to you, it being in Manchester, your first offence, how do you actually try and keep your emotions in check on fight night? It, it's, it's easy. I mean, I've done this for so long. Um, of course, this will be a little different. It's my first time as champion. Um, I'm in pretty much my home city. You know, all these people here want me to win. That brings pressure. Apart from that one idiot, wherever he is. Um, but to be honest, I, I do the same thing every time. I go find a nice, quiet little corner. I think of all the uh, the journey that I've been on. Every time, you know, I think of the first. My first fight was in a little crappy sports hall for nothing. It was free. It was supposed to be a professional fight, but I didn't get paid. Nice one, Ian Freeman. Um, and then I just think about everything that I've been through, all, all this journey, and it brought me to here, to this spot. And if I can make it this far, then I can go out there and I can win. Final question. You beat Anderson Silva, you beat Luke Rockhold. If you beat Dan Henderson. When I beat Dan Henderson. When you beat Dan Henderson. Are you the fighter of the year 2016? You tell me, buddy. You're the journalist. Yeah. I will say you are. Yeah, yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Dan, um, yeah, it's been a great year. It's been an amazing year. I'm going to beat um, Dan Henderson, whatever his name is. I'm going to beat him on Saturday. The opponent's inconsequential. It doesn't matter who it is. I'm going to win that fight. And if GSP wants it in Toronto in December, everybody starts getting drug tested and all of a sudden I'm world champion. I don't know. Nothing's changed with me, mate. Nothing's changed. I'm still, I look the same. I act the same. You know, people say I've got a bit of a dodgy accent these days and maybe I don't talk the same. Um, but, uh, you know, you tell me, mate. All of a sudden, you saw that showing up, drug testing people at random. So either they get caught or they're not doing it. And then all of a sudden I'm world champion, so I don't know, maybe, maybe. And you being world champion now, uh, when UK MMA is on such a spurt now, with a lot of up and coming stars, what do you think you being champion does, and what do you think it means for UK MMA? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I never think about these things, what have I done, you know, and what does my winning a belt mean to the country and things like that. I, I think uh, if ever I, I start having these thoughts, then someone needs to give me a slap in the face. You know, I used to work minimum wage down the street, you know what I mean, so I don't, I'm just out here trying to look after myself, trying to look after my family, trying to support Great Britain, you know, and, uh, and, and uh, if, if some good comes out of that along the way, great, but I'm not the man to say these things, so that's down to you guys. Um, if, if you want to do that, of course. Uh, Michael, just a quick follow-up on your comment about uh, right here again. Just a quick follow-up on that comment about GSP. Is that just you talking, or is there anything solid there that no, makes you feel? No, it's me talking, like but I've never happen. turned down a fight in my life. And if GSP wants to do it, then just, just you know, call Dana. I know he said he wants ten million dollars, so he's pricing himself out. But don't, on one hand say I want to fight Bisping and then price yourself out the market because which is it? Do you want to fight me or don't you want to fight me? I like GSP, nothing against GSP, consummate professional, good guy, nice guy, I know his coaches, good dude but if he wants to fight, <laughs> I've never backed down an opponent in my life and sure as hell won't start with a welterweight that's been retired for three years. And uh, earlier today Dan White when doing a radio interview he basically said that uh, the follow-up shot Dan gave you after uh, you know the initial blow that knocked you down was the biggest foul he's seen in MMA history. What Who said your, that? Dana White. Okay. Uh, so like, 
I know you said you know you would have done the same thing to finish the fight. You keep going until the referee pulls you off. But what's your response to that? In hindsight, well, Dana said that was the biggest foul that he's seen. Yeah, in a fight. But that wasn't a foul. But like, and maybe unnecessary that that was his uh, word. Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, fair play. You know, you got to keep going to the referee. Um, calls the fight, I guess. You know, I, I I don't begrudge him for it. Listen, I know what I'm getting into. We sign on the contract. We step in the cage. That says it all. We step into a cage and we're fighting. You know, if I get knocked out and get an extra dig. I signed up for that, so, uh, you know, would I do the same? I don't know, you know, maybe. I might do it Saturday night, I don't think I will, but you never know. There's always a possibility. But fair play to him. Michael! Yes! Knock him out! <laughs> nice one! <laughs> yes. Yeah, come on, can, can someone give these guys a microphone and pass it around? They've been here all night. That's put up with Dan Henderson boring you to sleep. <laughs> Vitor probably spouting about God. And Musasi doesn't say anything, God bless him. So, you know, finally. Have we got a microphone for these? He's bringing it. Yes. Yeah, we can. We can do that. Hey, I'm starving Mike. though. Right, right here, Mike. Big fan of yours, mate. Great to see you, the final of the champion. You deserve it. Cheers, mate. Um, after this fight, when you knock Dan Henderson out, who do you want to fight? Well, you know, it's like this. I mean, I know a lot of people are whining and complaining about the top four. But number one, Rockhold, I just knocked him out. Number two, Chris Wyman just got spanked big time off Rockhold. Three, Jacare just got beat off Romero. And Romero is suspended for taking steroids. Um, so if one of them can get their act together and win a fight, then I'll fight any of them. Uh, Chris Weinman, um, he's been spouting for a bit, so maybe, uh, who knows, maybe Chris Weinman, if he can win his fight, of course, then uh, I would love to shut his stupid mouth up, because I'm sick of him, to be honest. What's that? Hello, mate. Hi, uh, um, how do you feel to be fighting in your back garden, and can you please sign the track he's off? Of course I can, mate. <laughs> Uh, no, it's amazing. It's amazing. I never thought when I started this as a kid, I'd be standing here now doing this. You know, I was about. How old are you? Nine. Yeah. Well, I was eight when I started jujitsu, and uh, you know, my dad's in there somewhere. I think. Dad, where are you? Hello, Dad. Um, you know, he used to drive me all over the country and this and that. I never thought he'd take me here. Never in a million years to be fighting here back in Manchester. It's amazing. Thank you. Go ahead, lads. Yeah, go on. Yeah, uh, not right now. <laughs> Maybe later. Come on, there's a little bit of a space in between this question. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. No, what do you think? I was thinking of coming out to uh, Wonderwall. Eh? Don't. All right, all right. We'll see. We'll see. The people have spoken. Mike? Yes, mate. Just over here, mate. I have no idea. I'm try trying to figure it out. Where Just are you? Here, mate. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Stand up and wave. I know people have been asking you questions all night, so I'm probably sick of asking questions. Just a massive thank you, really, mate. The amount of guys here now that are probably into the UFC since McGregor burst on the scene and things. There's probably lads there that were sat in the middle that have been watching you for the last nine and ten years. Just amazing to see you where you are now, mate. Such an inspiration. Thank Fair you. play to you, mate. Thanks for everything. Bringing us to Manchester. Good luck tomorrow, mate. No, 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 no.
It blows my mind, it does, mate. Thank you very much, very kind. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm just a humble man. Days. I mean, what do I say to that? Do you know what I mean? I'm, just, I, I'm lost for words. Yeah, I'm up here spouting on non-stop. But uh, it blows my mind still to this day, and I never take any of it for granted. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I'm shouting. I got a microphone. You're that guy that's putting alligators on my Instagram, aren't you? Um, listen, Jackeray's gonna fight, young man. If you're not careful, I'll be fighting you next. Yeah. Steady on, pal, I know yeah, where you man. live. Yeah. How did it feel watching uh, Lou Rockhold fall when you hit him with that left hook? Oh, mate, it was the best thing ever. Because <laughs> uh, I was there. You know what? I, I watched it, it live. I watched it live, and when I see you hit him with that left hook, I thought, oh, no. Yeah, I couldn't believe it, because I was there, and... Um, like, you know, I, I could read his movements, and then I swung and I hit him, and he went down, I was like, Ooh, Don't rush it, and he got back up, and then bing, I hit him with another one, he went down, and I thought he's gonna, left on Larry, and then I thought he was gonna suck me into some jiu-jitsu match, so stay, stay careful, and then bing, bing, bing. Next minute, John McCarthy was rear naked choking me, and I was like, wow, that was easy. Easy. Yeah. Of course, mate, yeah. In a minute, I'll be over in a sec. Alright, well listen, I've bored you for the go on then. Yeah, 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 I'm coming down now. Well guys, thank you very much, appreciate it, really do. Thank you so much. Thank you. Megan, all yours.